This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I tell you, Mark, this week has been a very busy week. Uh, as far as just awful, awful news uh, from the government people in regards to uh, different ways that they are harming your freedom out there. That's kind of what they do. And it's also been a busy week specifically for news from the TSA government people as far as uh, ways they are infringing upon people's Have we heard liberty. any good news from the TSA? No, because the only good news from the TSA would be that they are going uh, away. Well, they're going private. They were offering security on a voluntary basis to uh, any airline that asked for it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, if if they were entering a marketplace where they were subject to competition, that'd be great. If they were going private in that they were still the one monopoly provider for every uh, airport uh, in the country, it wouldn't really be a step forward. I think it'd be a step forward because we wouldn't be um, we 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 wouldn't have to pay them as much. Currently, they're uh, they're, they're government bureaucrats and they're Maybe. always uh, compensated above market. Levels. Well, let's start things out here with the latest uh, on the TSA because we were just talking literally days ago, a t- couple days ago. Was it yesterday or, t- or Wednesday? I don't even know. It all blends together for me. But I know for a fact that this week we had discussed how the TSA had, in a few instances, started doing bus station uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we kind of touched on that when we were discussing the TSA and the various different ways that they're infringing upon people's freedoms. But one of the, uh, the qualifications that we made was that it wasn't really happening that often. I mean, yeah, there have been some instances over the past few years, but it hasn't really happened that often. And two days later, there are two separate stories about them uh, not only meddling with bus stations, but also train stations in our former uh, home state of Florida. There's a train station in Florida? Yeah, there are train stations that uh, st- they stop around stop Tampa. Stop in Tampa, yeah. yeah. So the stories are, uh, let's see, we've got one here from ABC News, uh, abcactionnews.com. We're in Tampa. It's the sort of security we've seen a lot since 9-11 at places like airports and seaports and major sporting events. Did you know they were doing major sporting events? Maybe that's not the TSA. Maybe it's just the, the sporting events have uh, clamped down their security. Anyway, uh, they say here that bomb-sniffing dogs, pat-downs, and metal detector wanding, gloved inspections of handheld bags were all performed in the shadow of Greyhound buses. According to TSA, a federal bureaucrat, uh, he says, we try to do this for, we do this for a couple of reasons, to sort of invent the wheel in advance, in case we have to, if there is any specific intelligence requiring us to be here. This was shown that we and our partners are ready to move at a moment's notice. Milano, uh, the bureaucrat, was joined at the bus station by Border Patrol agent Steve McDonald, saying, What we're looking for is threats to national security as well as immigration law violators, he said. So it's a, it's a joint uh, outreach here. They're looking I'll to screw you, as many people as they can. I'll bet you a bag of pot is a threat to national security. We're also looking at one of our main initiatives, uh, one which is cash smuggling. So there you go, Mark. Cash smuggling. Yeah. That's a that's a drug thing. What is much. cash smuggling? 
It's where you have cash with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Walking around with cash on you. If it's um, 100 bucks, it's probably not cash smuggling. But if it's 1000 you're probably getting to the point of possibly being a smuggler. You know, th- that happens to me. I, I, I must smuggle cash. And so passengers ready to head toward Orlando, Jacksonville, and Points North had to go through a series of checks. A canine officer from the Tampa Airport Police Department gave the bus his special sniff test in the baggage compartment. This is all part of VIPER, which stands for Visible Intermodal Prevention and Response. You know, they never come up with uh, with with names that aren't so violent. Yeah, like Teddy Bear. Right. They, they, yeah, there is no Operation Teddy Bear. Right. There is no Operation Bunch of Dorks in Pink Tutus. Yeah. Like, they don't have that. It's all VIPER, yeah, it's a snake or an eagle or yeah. something like that. Talon. Right. This is ongoing for us, said uh, Tampa Police Bureaucrat Chief. Operations Tiny Manhood. This is ongoing for us, said the Chief of uh, Police. We do this every day. Hmm. That's news to me. <laughs> and well, for, the f- for one, he's lying. You think? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. They shake down people at the bus station every day. I, he says we do this every day. I, he's not very specific when he says that, Yeah. but... He says they do it every day. And for the folks who travel like this day in and day out, it's a comfort in these troubled times. Frequent rider Chuck Lawrence says, I feel safe knowing that I can get on the bus and I'm not going to blow up. Because T- somebody wants to blow up your, blow up your bus, Chuck. <laughs> TSA's Milano says, that's why we'll be back. Oh, good. We won't say when, but this way, the bad guys are on notice that we will be back. Yep them that's the one from tampa here's one from orlando 800-259-9231 where tsa officers conducted security checks at the amtrak train station in downtown orlando on wednesday the checks and and it wasn't long ago that we had a story out of uh, orlando where they did this so this is becoming a more regular occurrence. I recall this within the last few months. I believe it was specifically at the Orlando, but either the bus stop or the train station. This is happening more frequently now than uh, than it has. I mean, if it's been happening this frequently all along, it's the first time I've seen consistent news about it. So We do keep an eye out for this stuff. Transportation, uh, the, let's see, the checks involve bomb-sniffing dogs, explosive trace detection machine, behavior detection officers. In addition, luggage was checked with, uh, checked with portable x-ray machines. They're going all out. Although oh, federal law requires 100% screening of luggage and passengers at airports, security isn't as stringent on other modes of transportation. Just wait. Give them time. This is how it starts. Authorities said the TSA, along with other agencies, periodically conducts checks, trains, and bus stations. John Daly, federal security director, says, You always come across things. Uh, For example, at a Greyhound terminal last week, we had folks actually boarding buses trying to bring machetes, handguns, and knives on buses, which is a potential threat to the security of passengers. Because nobody could be threatened... If there wasn't a machete or a knife on or a, or a handgun on board, mm. right, and, and of course nobody should be allowed. Couldn't be used to prevent someone from threatening me. Right, no one should ever be allowed to be armed when they're traveling on a a Greyhound bus. I don't know about you, but I've been on Greyhound mm. buses before, and it didn't really feel as though it was the most safe of uh, experiences. I mean, I'm sure the bus the bus drivers are very professional, but if you've ever hung around. Uh, the depots, the bus depots, you know that generally Greyhound bus depots aren't found in hmm, 
safe neighborhoods. They're a good place to find a hooker crack. Yeah, absolutely. If if you can if you can go on a Greyhound bus run without being offered some sort of <laughs> illicit service, you are uh, better, amazing to me. Anyway, uh, so they claim that they are, they're finding all these weapons. Some passengers said they were relieved to see security agents patrolling the station. Are you noticing a theme in these stories here? No, these are uh, two different two different stations. One of them an ABC uh, station, and the other one a uh, NBC affiliate. But at the very end of the stories, after summarizing the various different security uh, functions that are going on or the security theater that's going on, they always have a little interview with a passenger who's just pleased as punch to see this happening. One passenger whose purse was checked says, I was happy to see it. On Wednesday, TSA agents confiscated a box cutter that a plumber had in his toolkit. Oh, you better put a stop to that man. He might go and fix something. (laughs) He can can cut some of that insulation that goes around pipes and stuff. Authorities said they've done 12 security checks at train and bus stations in the last six months in Central Florida. 1-800-259-9231. So I just thought it was particularly relevant, considering we were talking about the TSA and how they were doing these things, to point out that, how about that? Yesterday? They did them again at bus and train stations. So, of course, you have to ask yourself, well, how long will it be before these are happening more often than once every six months? Because what they're going to need in order to make that happen is more bureaucrats, right? They need more, uh, a larger government bureaucracy, more, uh, a bigger budget, and more bureaucrats to hire to go and, and, and go and do train stations on a more regular basis. That's absolutely what they need. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. And then how long before they start just doing random road checkpoints like they do in the southern area and the northern areas of the country? It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com. If you want to be part of the solution, otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. Free Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. And those features include stuff like archives. You can go click and download and enjoy up to a couple years' worth of shows. We've got all the way back to January of 2009. And we do have plans to add more uh, down the line. I probably shouldn't have mentioned that because, you know, that means it's going to take longer. But it will eventually um, be added, uh, you know, like back to April of 2006. But right now, you go all the way back to 2009 totally free in our podcast at freetalklive.com. In fact, you can go straight to archives.freetalklive.com for a quick link to that stuff. It's free. If you've ever lost power, you know how inconvenient it is and maybe even debilitating. Now, imagine you could flip a switch and have... Your solar backup system provides you with quiet power when you need it. No fumes or noise like a gas generator and not nearly the maintenance. Go to MySolarBackup.com now and check it out. You are the one that's responsible for providing for your family's safety. My Solar Backup. 
Com. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. And then coming up, an interesting poll about the uh, people in the United States and how many of them actually consent to being governed by the federal government. I love this poll. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, to the phones and the fun. Ryan is in California to start things out. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Ian, a question for you. Okay. Um, as a voluntarist, I would think that one way in which you could help society evolve away from government and toward voluntarianism, if that's the word, um, would be to, to begin declining the available services of government. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think that's a generally uh, good idea. What, uh, what services do you believe that okay, I'm availing so, myself of? So, so in that case, if your house catches on fire and the fire department is rushing out to put out the fire, do you turn them away? Oh, well, I pay for, uh, for that service. So I'm not going to decline that particular service. Okay, so um, so because you pay for it now, I now I, maybe I maybe I missed something. I, I thought you were a a tax resistor. Oh, I am from federal taxes, but I don't. Uh, I'm not ready uh, at the point. I'm not ready yet to lose my house. Uh, so I have not yet uh, refused to pay uh, local taxes. I, I'm okay, hoping in, to in that get. Okay, in case, do you, do you decline uh, the federal uh, U.S. Postal Service? Uh, well, you know, I pay for that when I use that, too. Uh, I do do my best to avoid using it whenever I'm shipping something. I uh, typically use the um, uh, I, I use the uh, the private shippers. But unfortunately, the Postal Service has a government-enforced monopoly on first-class mail. So, for instance, if somebody sends in a self-addressed stamped envelope to Free Talk Live for one of our free bumper stickers that we give to folks, uh, all we ask is you send a self-addressed, uh, self-addressed stamped envelope, you know, I 100% of the time am putting Free Talk Live bumper stickers into self-addressed stamped envelopes that are addressed with first-class postage on them because there aren't very many people that are willing to pay, you know, three or four dollars. Oh, it's got to be more than that to send a UPS ground. Yeah, I guess if you get the, if you get like a bulk discount or something, you can get it cheaper. You can Likely get true. UPS for cheaper. But uh, yes, yeah, seven, six, five dollars. They're not willing to pay that, and uh, UPS and FedEx aren't allowed to compete in the area of first-class mail. So, unfortunately, in areas wherein the uh, government has a monopoly and I'm forced essentially to utilize their services, I, I will have to avail myself of it. But again, the post okay. office isn't a very good example because you know you you are still paying at some level for uh, for that service. Okay, f- fair enough. Let me ask you about another one. Um, it it, it seems like I've I've heard you um continually assert that various branches or bodies of government have no jurisdiction over you because you never entered into an agreement for them to exercise that jurisdiction. And I'm wondering why it is that you continue to uh, bow down to and comply with one of the most uh, ridiculous and arbitrary branches of government ever envisioned, being the FCC. In what way uh, would you say we're bowing down to the FCC? Well, you dump uh, you dump dirty language. Right. That's Why really that? more of a result of what our, the consequences will be because of the radio stations that we're on. Uh, the radio well, stations they, we're on. They in, they in turn developed those rules to be in compliance with the FCC. Let's let's. Well, not. <laughs> they de- they well, do. However, you know, there's that's, also that's not entirely true. And and I and I've I've uh, held Ian's feet to the fire on this one too. But what you're going to have to remember is that um, those. Many of the radio stations have uh, strict, more strict uh, policies on language 
than um, than even uh, you know the, the FCC the FCC does. So you know whereas a um, you know most of our radio stations probably wouldn't like us using the B word very often. Um, B and rhymes with itch, um, and you know, but you know, we we and so we don't use it. But that's not the FCC wouldn't have a right. problem. And with that. you know, I appreciate you calling me out on this. I really do because it's for me. I, I I don't mind this. I understand where you're coming from. You're saying, well, Ian, you uh, you advocate voluntarism. You should be this iconic. Uh, persona that people can look to to see exactly what that means. I'm, and, no, Ian, I'm simply testing your cognitive dissonance. I, it, it seems like I'm I'm hearing one thing and then seeing another, and I don't know well, how you can... Well, no, no, no. What, are you hearing cognitive dissonance from me here? I think you're hearing explanations as to how I've chosen to do what I've chosen to do, that I've chosen to... Uh, you've called me out in areas in which I, I am essentially you know, going along to get along. However, you aren't pointing out that... or you're, We haven't acknowledged yet that I don't pay into Social Security, and I will not collect from Social Security, that I don't pay into the federal income tax, and I'm not interested in you know their other services that uh, that they're offering. So I am doing uh, some things, and I'm doing more than uh, the average American who doodle, dutifully, uh, you know, pays whatever taxes and jumps through whatever hoops the they, they demand of him. So everybody has to start somewhere. And I in order to I, in order to be uh, particularly, um, uh, you know, principled, as if you will, you'd have to really live in a cave. Yeah. So everybody has to start somewhere on their path to non-cooperation or civil disobedience, if that's a path they're interested in taking. I think it's a valuable one myself. And so, would I like to not pay property taxes? You better believe it. Uh, would I like to have some other people on board with me so we can all do it at the same time? I think that'd be a nice way to go about it. But eventually I might just get fed up and say, screw it, and uh, you know, just have them steal my house from and- me. You know, I should probably mention that I'm I'm not coming from a holier-than-thou position here. I mean, I don't have one-tenth the guts that you guys have. No, no, you're just but calling I, me you know, out. I, I'm not saying you're saying you're holier than me. You, you haven't even made a statement about yourself. Yeah, you don't think uh, that the government uh, is the only organization that could provide the services that you're referring to, do you? Oh, no. No, no he's just not. trying to call I, me out. That's all. Yep. So um, anything else you hey, want to share? Yeah, one final thing. I I hear this uh, refrain repeated about – it's kind of the uh, – the slogan, I guess, of the uh, Free State Project, liberty within your lifetime. Uh, what would you say to liberty within the next 24 hours? It's called a plane ticket to Somalia. Um, well, Somalia, this, this is, the, this is the, the, the claim on when it comes to anarchy, that, you know, oh, if you like anarchy, go check out Somalia. And I think that you could make a better claim that Afghanistan, where the United States has been uh, bombing the crap out of them for the last seven years, is probably a better, uh, you know, picture of what, in fact, anarchy is, because they're going in there and they've taken whatever social order has sprung up and they've, uh, they've, they've messed it up and destroyed it. In Somalia, they have government. It's just not the government the UN wants. It's a bunch of warlords that tell a certain amount of people, you know, what it is that they can do and what they can't do. It's not cohesive. They don't have big big buildings, but honestly, they don't have that in a lot of places. I'll tell you what. I'll come back and address the Somalia question because it's another good one. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. 
Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts created by listeners like you. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, get interactive bbs.freetalklive.com Check out the Low Country Liberty Report. It's liberty-minded news for liberty-minded folk. This Ridleyographer is based out of Savannah, Georgia, and is currently doing a series where he's interviewing all the Ladies of Liberty. Um, Ladies of Liberty Alliance, excuse me, the Calendar Girls. You can find these lovely Lola ladies and their interviews in our very own Free Talk Live Shrine of Female listeners. You can find all the rest of his stories at lclreport.com. Sometimes even on our new FTL website. Feel free to vote up his stories if you like on the FTL's new website at freetalklive.com. All right. We continue here. I'm going to get right back to the calls. I want to just quickly address the final question uh, from our last caller who was uh, essentially calling me out uh, because I'm not completely disconnected from the various different government services out there. And I think I think I did a decent job of explaining the uh, the rationale behind uh, behind some of it. I would love to uh, completely disconnect from the federal government. Yeah. And of course I wonder, you know, in the uh, ev- if New Hampshire or Vermont or whatever were to secede, what do you do about sending mail at that point? What what will what will happen? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I imagine the marketplace will come up with some way to interface I would think with that the post office, but th- there's plenty of messaging services in existence already yeah. around around town messaging. Um and But I mean know, across the country. Or, well, um you can still sell um send mail through uh, the U.S. Postal Service, you know, as long as somebody gets it picked yeah, I guess up. I you're the right. US... The different countries can interface with them somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, it would just be up to somehow some England local... and the United States and Canada yeah. and all these other places allow letters to go through. So they can, so, they can mean, do it. There are just certain things that, unfortunately, the government is so into that we can't really avoid it. So if Free Talk Live wants to be a radio show, which is where we started, then in order to do that, well... Bad news is, in the world uh, that we're living in here, the radio stations in this country have, you know, by and large, licensed themselves through the FCC, you know? And Mark, you make a good point about how the stations are, uh, in many cases, they have higher restrictive uh, content rules than the the FCC itself does. And that usually has to do with their listeners and their advertisers more so than the FCC. The only thing that Free Talk Live does to bow down to the FCC is to not allow people to say, Four words on the air or something like that. Yeah, there was actually a situation uh, a couple weeks ago involving one of our Saturday night affiliates. Uh, they had heard, they'd gotten an email from one of their listeners who was upset about something that I said on the Saturday show. I used the term hand job. And, uh, you know, there, there was no sexual... to describe exactly what that was. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a it was a hazing operation uh, right. between it was, two boys in a locker room. Yeah. It was in this context of a three hour long conversation, a very adult conversation about hazing, which is a very serious topic that in many cases does involve sexual humiliation. And, uh, you know, it certainly was not mentioned in any kind of pandering fashion. And the the person who wrote this email to the radio station did not even use the term. So the program director didn't even know what, she, what exactly what term she was beating around the bush at. 
and uh, and you know I wrote him back and I explained, look, this is this is a show because he said, well, please explain this. This is a family radio station. And I basically wrote I wrote back a lengthy uh, letter, and you read it, Mark, before I sent it along because I wanted to make sure it was A-OK. But I, I wrote back a lengthy explanation talking about how Free Talk Live is a, a show that deals with mature topics. We deal with those mature topics in a way that doesn't, I don't think, pander to the lowest common denominator. And uh, you know, I, su- I suggested to him, if you have a preferred way uh, for me to describe that particular act on the air... Uh, I, th- I thought Soapy Sudsy's <laughs> satisfaction was pretty good. Digital manipulation? I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, digital manipulation is actually more descriptive of what the act actually is uh, than I think uh, than handjob. But, uh, you know, my point on that is that if if you're concerned about if we're talking about families that have this kind of prohibition on talking about sexual things, then, yeah, Free Talk Live probably isn't the right show for your station. If uh, I think Free Talk Live but is a family the show. The idea that a family is gathered around their radio at, uh, what, 8, uh, 8, 8 p.m.? Night, yeah. 8 p.m. in the evening on a Saturday. It Pretty just, unlikely. It seems unlikely to me. But I don't think that's impossible. Kids, you know, I would love to. I, I know that families listen to the show Nine-year-olds listening to the it, talk, news it talk? Happens. It happens. I know, this, I know that happens. I know our listeners do that. And uh, I think Free Talk Live is a family show if your family is open-minded enough to discuss mature issues like sex, drugs, and uh, you know other violence and other things that uh, that tend to come up on on this program. If your family is one of those families that tries to shield their children from the realities of the world, then no, this is not the right show for your radio station. So I actually took that stand with a program director who I actually have not heard back from. From I don't believe they've canceled us. We're still appearing on their uh, their schedule on their website, but. You know, that's that's my stand. Like, look, okay, I appreciate what you're saying here, but if our show doesn't fit your format, we're not going to change the show for you. You know, I, I stood firm on the fact that we're right. going to talk well, about hazing again well, at some I point in the future. We take feedback from program directors. I just think that in this case, that's you know that that's where we're coming down on. That. There's a line, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cross that line. I'm, I'm keeping the show open content wise. There's just a few little words, like you're saying, Mark, that that uh, we can't allow. And to the question about Somalia, why don't you just go to Somalia if you want anarchy? Well, I don't want anarchy. I want a voluntary society, one based on a consensual a na- consensual right. natural. Does order. that sound like something that's going on in Somalia? No, and the people in Somalia got to where they are today because of a violent overthrow. Uh, because because of the violence. UN just can't leave their leave their government well enough alone. They just can't leave their government alone because their government doesn't fit into whatever paradigm it is they feel it should. To get to a voluntary society, to get to a consensual based society, it has to involve a paradigm shift. It has to involve peaceful evolution, and that's not what happened in in Somalia. So no, I have no interest in going there. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Paul is in California on the amp line. Hello, Paul. Hi. Uh, I I just you you guys covered it pretty well, but I just wanted to address the earlier caller. Uh, firstly, I hear a lot from people that you know. Well, if you don't like the government, then you need to withdraw a hundred percent, and only at that point can you can you object. But but that's not that's not true at all. There's no hypocrisy with just tolerating some you know some government because you have to to get along. What would be hypocritical would be if if Ian uh, used aggressive violence himself or supported the use of it. That would be hypocritical because he's arguing against it. So mm-hmm. you know being the victim of aggressive violence or uh, you know not uh, you know you know tolerating it at some level of it just to get along. 
uh, does not make you a, a hypocrite, or doesn't make a person a hypocrite. Right. Just because you and, want voluntary alternatives doesn't mean that you're a hypocrite for not, you know, seeking them and and uh, meaning that you'll only use those in every situation now and today when they really don't exist. Like, oh well, you know, I'm only going to use a private fire department. Exactly. There's no fire private fire department because they've taken all our money to fund the public one. Paul? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And I, I think you you uh, made good points about Somalia. I mean, basically, you know, to say, oh, look, there's a there's a there's a, uh, a country without a strong cohesive central government, so that must be exactly what you're purporting. It makes about as much sense as to say that North Korea is what somebody who supports a constitutional republic is is supporting. Uh, there are different, you know, there's there's different kinds of societies, and uh, you know, the the amount of violence and coercion in Somalia. I don't think is anything that uh, voluntarists would support. So well that, said, that Paul. Was just my thought. Thank you for making that uh, call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. BJ is in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, BJ. How's it going tonight, guys? Hey, BJ. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I just wanted to hear some voices in Keene and uh, you know, express how anxious I am counting down the last few days. Oh, we were talking about you on, I think it was the Extended Show last night. Uh, you're one of the examples of the people that uh, has made a, uh, a pilgrimage up here to, uh, wait, wait, is it pilgrimage temporary? It's not, is it? Uh, anyway, you've made a trip. Uh, you've taken a trip up here to New Hampshire to, tech, to check things out. And the pilgrimage experience, temporary, generally. Okay. Uh, the experience was so uh, incredible for you that you've decided you wanted to move up your plans to actually make the move here as part of the Free State Project. So I know you had a point that you wanted to make. We'll bring it back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up... Whatever's on your mind, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including our webcam. You can go to uh, enjoy the webcam and chat room all together at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. We bring back BJ in Kentucky. BJ, you're back on Free Talk Live. So what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, real quick, uh, my dad's been staying here listening to the show, so tell him he should move to New Hampshire. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. If he loves freedom, then there's nowhere else you should be. Exactly. He's, he's, he's getting there with, with understanding the, uh, the intricacies. But anyway, um, me and Dan were at this little local restaurant last night. Was, Say again? I'm sorry. You, you faded out a little bit there. Uh, um, quick anecdote to express my anxiety about not being there yet. Um, Dad and I were at a local restaurant last night, and uh, I'm ranting, as we uh, liberty activists tend to do, and uh, last night it just happened to be about criminalization of drugs. Mm-hmm. And and Dad's sitting there listening and, and uh, taking all that in. Well, the waitress 
sitting over this table. She's nodding her head and on her head and, and kind of chiming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, does she get this? And Oh, absolutely. Think, Maybe. Yeah, then I was just talking about, you know, the criminalization of drugs and how the drug war is a scam and it's, it's a failure. And she said, yeah, I agree with you. You're absolutely right. And I go on to say a few more things and she responds and, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand that. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I have this little local restaurant here in rural Kentucky. And so, you know how it is when you're, when you're trying to talk to somebody and you're evaluating, okay, where are they at? You can kind of throw out more words that they might understand. You know what I mean? So I, feel, I say, you know, because what happens is it creates a culture of violence around the drug culture. Mm. And she says, well, what do you mean? Uh-oh. I hit a roadblock. And so I say, well... If I walk by a guy selling crack cocaine on the street, I become a liability to that guy because it's illegal and he's risking his freedom. He's risking everything he has uh, to sell that. And he doesn't know if he has to shoot me. He doesn't know if he has to bash me on the head or threaten my family or what, you know, you know, the, the whole argument. And her response is, well, that's why we call the police. <laughs> And what if you get ripped off on a crack deal? You're supposed to call the cops. No, <laughs> I lost her. So I was, I give up. Like, is it time to go to New Hampshire yet? Well, you so, know, on the first part of what your your story uh, is all about, you're going to find a lot of people in the restaurant business that understand that the war on drugs is a bad idea. And the reason why is because most servers are uh, users of some sort of drug that is prohibited. Some servers. Uh, most servers, uh, most of them. I w- I'm telling you, Mark. You talk to anybody that's ever worked in the restaurant field, and if they're honest with you, well, they'll tell you the truth. Huh? I haven't worked in the restaurant. You field? have worked in the restaurant yes. field. Okay. Well, I, I, everybody I just don't I've ever know. If known, I, I just don't know that I can make that generalization. Everybody I've ever known plenty in the restaurant field has has acknowledged. I've actually, in many cases, said eighty. Uh, sometimes I've said eighty percent on the air, only to be corrected by people in the restaurant field to ninety percent. Of, uh, of the people in restaurants. So they certainly get that issue, even if they don't in, in, quite understand all of the nuances, as you're pointing out. But when are, when are you getting up here to New Hampshire? It's coming up soon, right? I'm looking at Social Sunday on the 28th. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Very cool. Congratulations. And uh, anything else on your mind tonight, BJ? No, I just want to say hi. And uh, I'm missing the the, uh, the keen scene. And uh, you guys have a good rest of the evening. And, uh, Thanks for on. the call. I know that uh, we're actually going to be putting up his post. Thank you, BJ, for the call. Eventually here at uh, freekeen.com or over at freekeen.com, we're going to be publishing his post as a blog post. He posted to our forums about his experiences and, and how blown away he was by the activism. You know, the activism that was going on here in the middle of the wintertime, I believe Christmas week or something like that. It was a little while ago that uh, that he was here. And you don't think that there's a whole lot happening, but apparently there was enough to really, I mean, from our perspective, more like, than going on wherever you are. It's true. You know, it's I true. mean, there's, there, I, there are places in the United States where they can make a claim that something's going on for liberty. Yeah. I, not I like this. I think that if you could, you know, you stacked them up, uh, you know, action against action, that New Hampshire is going to come out on top. But absolutely. So, uh, so he was pretty excited about it, and he wrote up a really great uh, essay, and it's going to be turned into a blog post here eventually. So look for that over at freekeen.com. We continue with your calls and go to Marcus in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Marcus. Hi guys, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to talk about uh, something that you've touched on, uh, you know, many times, but uh, maybe 
talk a little further about it, and it's the power of our own minds to affect our health in mm. a uh, positive way. Or negative. Uh, yes, or negative is true. And uh, I would like to uh, speak towards the uh, the positive side tonight. Sure. Um, now, many people realize that our minds control most of our body functions, uh, m- many of them subconsciously. Most of them. Uh, yes. And um, Your autonomic uh, <laughs> system, is that what it's called, the autonomic? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. And so uh, one thing that you can do with some of these that's very obvious is you can actually uh, think yourself uh, to take control of something that was previously subconscious, like breathing. We don't think about breathing. Our body just does it while we sleep and while we do everything during the day. But if we like to, we can think about it and control how we breathe and mm-hmm. how, you know, the speed and the depth at which we breathe. The doctor asks you to do it when you go in for a physical. Um, when but, you said the word breathing, I at that moment noticed myself yeah, uh, suddenly taking you a change. Breath. Everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then, then, then you have to try to forget to 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 think about your breathing, right? Which sometimes can be a pain. But um, so right, so you can you can control your breathing, and you can take control of what was previously subconsciously being controlled. And I think what most people don't realize is that we can take control of many more subconscious uh, uh, actions in our body with our mind if we take the time to concentrate and work towards uh, whatever it is we're trying to control in our bodies. Um, One thing that happened to me when I was very, very young, I was probably somewhere between the ages of five and seven. And um, I used to, uh, my parents were were driving me in the car and I, I was getting sick in the car all the time. Um, and I, I guess it was in the same place every time my, my father has uh, since hmm. told me. And so I was feeling sick, just like it was always happening. And we pulled over to the side of the road. My dad took me out, and he, he basically got me to meditate. I didn't know what I was doing, particularly at the time, but he got me to close my eyes and concentrate and, and go down in, into my body and go down into where I was feeling the pain and, and visualize that and, and erase it, basically. Um, and I was able to feel better and, and I, and I didn't get sick. And, uh, my father has told me that after that experience, I never got sick in the car ever again. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So he taught me at a very young age, uh, how to do this. Um, I didn't really think much of it cause I was a very young child. Uh, didn't really strike me as anything odd because that was, he was my father and that was what he was telling me yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so Fast forward to when I was, uh, you know, an adult or a young adult, and uh, my father got into a very bad car accident, and he ended up um, having some kind of uh, liver problem, actually, after this accident that he had, mm. he had uh, lived through. And he, he was trying to find a doctor to help him with it because he didn't have insurance. And uh, one doctor told him to take off. He didn't, didn't want to even talk to him. Um, but he was able to find a doctor to to do this uh, surgery on him. Um, he, he was in really really bad health, and and apparently he he would have died if he didn't have this surgery. Um, it was in New York City, and it was in the the mid 90s. And they they told my father the surgery would be five hours long, and that he would likely need you know plenty of blood transfusions. And he wasn't too happy about that because AIDS was a big scare then, and New York City, you know, blood, and 
they said, you know, he asked if he could use the family's blood, and they said, you don't have time to wait for your family's blood. We have to do this surgery now. Um, so my father, he, he, he basically told his body not to bleed. Um, he, he, you know, he, he can tell the story a lot better than I can, but he concentrated and, and focused on not bleeding and told his body to help, you know, with the, the surgeons through the, the surgery to, to not bleed. And this, what was supposed to be a five hour surgery ended up taking 10 hours. And, um, after my father woke from the surgery, uh, they, uh, the doctors told him, they said, we, we cannot believe it, but after 10 hours of surgery, we did not have to give you any blood. You barely bled. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, um, in, you know, there's other um, stories I could tell you that are similar, but the main idea is that you can program your mind to take control of your body, and uh, this is something many people don't realize. Yeah, you just have to, uh, you have to believe it. I think that's an important component, and that's, there's a lot of evidence for this, especially in the area of pl- the placebo effect. And I think that's it's a, right. Thank you for the call and sharing those stories. They're great, uh, great anecdotes. More coming up. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running quietly in your own home. Whether it's hurricanes, ice storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. When the power goes out, you'll be ready with a solar power generator from Solutions from Science. Go to MySolarBackup.com to request a free information package today. That's MySolarBackup.com MySolarBackup.com or call 877-327-0365 That's 877-327-0365 This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, the website has been redesigned for the new year. And it is a brand new FTL 2.0 designed from uh, from scratch. Well, not really totally from scratch, but it's very different from our old website. Uh, so in, in, head on over there and enjoy that. We're going to go right into your phone calls here. That is the point of the program. Then coming up, we'll tell you how many of uh, people in the United States have actually gone ahead and given their consent to be governed. There's an interesting poll with some numbers that I think are pretty enlightening. Let's go first to Richard in California. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, over the past couple of months, you guys have uh, caught my interest with with buying gold and silver to uh, protect my money from inflation. That sounds uh, really good, but I'm wondering... uh, you know, uh, I start. Let's say I start buying gold and silver uh, for the next couple of years, and then the worst thing happens, and I need some Federal Reserve notes, so I need to exchange, 
you know, the uh, gold and silver that I've accumulated, uh, how would I go about doing that? Well, Mark, you just exchanged some gold with me uh, last week, didn't you? Well, if you don't live in New Hampshire, where uh, I can tell you it is very easy to do business and buy and sell gold and silver on a regular basis here. Um, you can take it to a local coin shop. Uh, they they give they give very good rates on these things. Generally, you kind of have to shop it around. A couple of a uh, couple of coin shops will give you the best rates. Midas Resources will buy your gold or, or silver they? back. Yeah, I didn't just know like that. a coin shop will, and likely they'll give you um, better or at least competitive rates to that. Or you can sell it on eBay, which will require a little bit more work, and you'll get a little bit more money out of it if mm. you need to liquidate. Um, you know, clearly, as with buying any commodity, there's going to be a uh, you know a, a loss on the buy and a loss on the sell. Um, you know, that's that's just the way these things go. The the idea of buying gold and silver currently as a hedge against inflation is that your loss on the uh, buy and the loss on the sell will be lower than the amount that you manage to hedge against the inflation that the Federal Reserve, um, you know, makes in inflating the currency. But I don't, when I look at gold and silver, I don't look at them as investments uh, personally. I, you know, I don't expect them to uh, to go up and I'm not disappointed if they go down. I just look at them as long-term stores of value uh, that, that, you know, generally hold their value over time. But if you do need to turn them into cash, there is always that option. Hmm. Yes. Thank you, uh yeah, th- those were the sorts of answers that I, you know, I really needed to know. Just because I, yeah, until now I really didn't know, well, like, what all of my options were for that. If you're going to put you. money in gold, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, but, so I can only speak to my experience, which is fairly limited. Uh, but if you are going to put money in gold and silver, make sure you still have money in cash. I mean, it's, it would seem to be obvious, but sometimes the obvious needs to be stated. Uh, sure. You know, you don't want to be caught in a place where all you've got is gold and silver and you have to rush around and, you know, try to find a way to, to convert it. You well, that's why have I was a, saying, like, if the worst thing were to happen, yeah. I needed that extra bit for something, I don't know, right. like... Uh, you know, I'm in critical health condition. I need that, that extra bit of money or whatever, yeah. you know, to uh, for the doctors to save me. I'm I'm in the same hypothetical. Sure, sure, that makes you sense. Understand. Yeah, that way you'll you'll you know as long as you have some cash in the bank that you can still kind of pay the bills with and do you know have a a little buffer of cash. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, and I don't I know that's not what you were suggesting was putting all your money in gold and silver. I just wanted yeah. to make it make it clear. Thank it's, you. Yep, there you go. Thank you for the call tonight. It's not an alternative. Uh, you know, store. I don't think for for money. I think it's. I look at it as simply a way to hold value over a long period of time. Does that make sense? It it, it does. All right. So toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What I would do is set a certain amount that I would feel comfortable having in my bank account, like you know enough to pay the rent for uh, however long you feel comfortable, enough to to get your bills taken care of for a certain period of time. And then once you go beyond a certain level, then that's that's where it triggers that, okay, well, now that I'm $1,000 above the level that I, I want to be at, the minimum level that I want, my buffer level, now that i got an extra $1,000, I'll take that $1,000 and turn it into gold or silver. That's one way to, to look at it. And that tend, tends to be how I do things in general, whether it's buying gold or silver or getting ready to uh, you know, make a purchase, like you know, you buy a television set, for instance, or, or a car. You know, preferably, you want to have, or I do at least, I want to have money sitting in the bank above and beyond the amount that I need to, uh, to purchase whatever it is I'm interested in purchasing. A, rule of, a good rule of thumb for me is uh, five times the amount. That's not necessarily going to be possible for everybody, but you know, look at your own finances, look at your own spending habits, decide what you feel comfortable with. You know, were you to need money in a in a hurry, how much would you want to be able to get out of the bank? That's the amount that you should have in there, I think. Uh, and then anything above and beyond that, you can do stuff with, like buy gold. 
Well, I think that there's um, there can be this sort of obsession with uh, liquid liquidity um, that people can have. Like, well, I've got to have thirty thousand dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. which is probably more than most people need to have in the bank. Keeping your money in the bank isn't a good way to to protect it. No, even no. if you're they not buying gold anytime. and silver, um, you can you know money markets and there, there's all kinds of other things that are better stores sure. of, of wealth than than uh, gold than than uh, the bank is. So I think that there can be this obsession for liquidity that uh, I would also caution people against. Okay. Are you saying I'm obsessed with uh, liquidity? I, I'm not saying that. No. Okay. Very I, good. I, I don't pay any attention to your money. <laughs> you can't be reasoned with anyway. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. Story is from Rasmussen, the polling company, the founding document of the United States, the Declaration of Independent States, that governments derive, quote, their just powers from the consent of the governed, unquote. Indeed, uh, the First Amendment of the New Hampshire Constitution Bill of Rights says something very similar, that all governments of good are uh, essentially created through the consent of the governed. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, I imagine there are similar phrasings in many of the const- state constitutions across the country. Because they want to make it seem like they're actually, con- you know, the people that, that are in you their states yeah, are, are, are consenting, which, you know, I'm sure many of them did early on and, and probably some would now. A new re- – wait, some governments would accept the idea No, some consent. people would say that they're consensually being governed. Ah, indeed, some people would. Uh, according to Rasmussen, 21% of voters nationwide – of voters. I find that particularly interesting. <laughs> 21% of voters nationwide believe that the federal government enjoys the consent of the governed. A new Rasmussen Reports National Telephone Survey finds that 61% disagree and say the government does not have the necessary consent. 18% of voters are not sure. <laughs> I love the not sure. They always tickle me. <laughs> I love this, though. I mean, how great is this news? 21% of voters. So that's not even 21% of the country because a good chunk of the country are not voters. They're not they're not even interested in participating in the voting system or anything like that. I don't know what the exact percentages are, so you're probably talking more like 10%. Because generally in a, a big election, one of the four-year federal elections, isn't it around 50 or so percent of the registered voters that turn out? And some people say that that 50 percent of the adults in, in America are actually registered voters. I, I don't really know. Was, let's see. How many people voted? Was it 150 million in the last election? That would be half of the country. So maybe it's 50 percent of the population actually votes. You know, a presidential election really gets people whipped up. Um, you know, they they go on they go on for a year or more on this thing, and it just keeps on building and keeps on building until somebody's got an opinion one way or the other as to, you know, which one of these guys should get the uh, the, the the nod. It, the funniest part is, is that the the reason that happens that they do the presidential one is because. Well, that's the only election that every one of the cable news network, uh, you know, subscribers get a chance to vote in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if they talk about Harry Reid or Pelosi or whomever, most Who of these cares? people you do not have the ability to to vote in their particular election, right? Um, so it's to some extent it's kind of media driven, the this presidential uh, this presidential election. And your vote really doesn't matter that much in the presidential election. 150 no, million people voted 
in the last election. If I decided that I wasn't going to vote... And 169, I just got the numbers here. 169 million people voted in the last election, and I decided I wasn't going to vote, even if it was just a 50-50 majority uh, winner-takes-all vote, it wouldn't matter because Obama would have won by 55% or whatever it he would have won, won by. So it wouldn't have mattered whether I voted one, one side or the other. Your vote just doesn't count. We'll give you some more of the, uh, the numbers here from the Rasmussen survey. 21% of voters believe that the federal government enjoys the consent of the governed. I presume that means that they, have, they are consenting. If somebody's going to answer in that fashion, that means they consent. But 61% say uh, the government doesn't have the necessary consent. More coming up here. You can bring up anything. Is that good news for secession? Free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include... The Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video show they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it for yourself, and learn how to get involved if you are one of our lady listeners over at shrine.freetalklive.com. The 12-year process of public education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. Well, that's because over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, and it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. Schoolsucksproject.com. I'll tell you what, I'll uh, get back into some of these numbers here from Rasmussen about how many people consent, actually consent, uh, to the federal government. We'll get to those, uh, but let's go first to Ken, who's on the line in Connecticut. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys, how you doing hey, tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, Ken? Uh, I just recently came up with an idea somewhat similar to your uh, property tax payment. Oh, recently where I paid, where paid uh, property taxes in, in all yeah ones and then I did one in all fives? Go ahead. Um, I'm changing my address, so I need to get a new checkbook. So I have a hundred checks that I can just fill out for various amounts that would add up to what I owe. But well, that sounds like a lot, lot of writing. It'd be a lot more of a pain than just counting dollar bills, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a real pain. Some of the things that people have suggested to me, because I've asked for ideas, you know, well, what else can I do? Uh, I've done the dollar bill thing. I've done it in fives. What other ways could I pay uh, taxes? Somebody suggested getting a sheet of uh, dollars, get like ordering them from the mint or, or whatever and paying with sheets of dollars. I don't know what kind of additional cost uh, that would involve. I imagine there's quite a premium uh, to put on things like that. 
and somebody had also suggested the print uh, the the checks thing except they suggested it through like printing them out you know p- purchasing the the checks that you can put in your laser printer or your your uh, whatever kind of printer you have at home <clears throat> and using that uh, to print out checks at like a cent each or a dollar each or something like that to where the uh, essentially the government might they might hit some sort of check limit because a lot of banks, they limit the amount of uh, checks that you can deposit, that kind of thing, in yeah. a certain period of time. And that might hit them with some kind of fee. But I thought to myself, well, first of all, we don't know what kind of uh, sweetheart bank account deal the government has. I know that around here, the city government banks with Bank of America, which is essentially a part government-owned bank, at least the federal government owns 6% of it or something like that. And so I'm thinking, well... In order to get the city's business, these banks probably have to give them a pretty sweet deal, right? Because the city's going to guarantee a lot of money rolling into the bank. And so as a result, they probably waive things like, you know, check limits and stuff like that in order to get an account that large. So I don't know. First of all, it would be very expensive to buy those extra checks. But you're saying you wouldn't have to spend any extra because you have some. But for you, you can't put those Uh, checks through a printer. So you'd actually have to hand write each one of those. Yeah, it might be a little bit of sick and twisted enjoyment each check I wrote too. But hey, if you feel like you'll uh, you'll have fun with it, then you should do it. I, for one, that sounds like too much work for me. I mean, it was enough for me just to stamp the uh, the ones, which was another reason I, I went with the ones uh, the ones idea because I could stamp them with freetalklive.com and with freekeen.com, and actually ended up getting a newspaper article written about the ones later on after they started going into circulation after they hit the bank because all the different businesses that banked with that particular bank went and they got their cash for the next day and it included a bunch of ones that had my stamps on them and there were so many of them floating about town that the local newspaper wrote an editorial about it. Uh, so it really was worthwhile for me. Stamping those bills was was worthwhile because the bills go into other people's hands. They circulate. They go around the country and around the world. Those checks, they're not going to be seen again. Yeah, I mean, I don't have something to promote in terms of a radio show like you do. So well, I'm, I'm sure you have things that you believe in and, uh, and websites that you might want to get out. I used to stamp freestateproject.org on on all my ones uh, a few years ago and. I mean, it's just an idea. If you feel like it's going to be fun to fill out a hundred different checks at uh, varying different amounts and and bring those into the government, I think you should do it. If you feel if you're feeling positive about it, d- jump on it and have fun with it. Bring somebody with a video camera too, so you can, or at the very least, an audio recorder, so you can document uh, the uh, the occasion and put it up on YouTube or something. Anything else on your mind tonight? Um. Uh, that was that was originally why I called in, but uh, I guess the only other thing I had on my mind was talking about. Uh, I don't know if you guys had read any of the recent articles regarding uh, the neo Keynesianism as a failure versus the Austrian business cycle theory. Uh, that I don't know what even that means. Neo Keynesianism. What what is that? Uh, the idea that government spending in times of uh, uh, recession can keep uh, the economy going and that you'd have to try and have a target fixed interest rate so that you keep investments at a certain level, regardless of how good the investment idea is. How does that differ right. from Keynesianism? Um, I guess it's the... I, I, don't, I don't know what the particular difference would be in terms of the details... But uh, I, uh, the way I understand it, they, they're they not doing it the same way that 
between Nixon or FDR had done it. Okay, I, I'm not an economist, Mark. I mean, any uh, any thoughts? I, I have heard, I've seen a, a title on an article about what you're talking about. That's that's my uh, you know sum total of uh, of my understanding. I, I saw the really cool video where they have the the rap video of the of Keynes of Keynes and uh, uh, Keynes yeah Keynes and and um, uh, Hayek doing the the video there. Have you seen that? Um, probably. I don't know. I just went on a tear of watching about. Seven hours of Hayek videos. So it was that a sounds ra- exciting. It was a rap video. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't really Hayek. This was a guy pretending to be Hayek. Uh, well, then I have not seen it. Hayek rap YouTube.com. Very good. Hey, Ken, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Erod in Georgia. Erod, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, what's on hey, your mind? I, I was listening to your Saturday podcast, and you had a caller that um, mentioned something that really annoyed me. Hmm. Uh, something that I've actually, I, I hear a lot. In fact, I heard it again this week on another podcast, another, on another, actually another um, radio show. Anyway, it, it generally happens when you get somebody on the line and they're trying to break down, give a brief synopsis of what they're all about and you know, their credentials, and they will always say these terms because they want to, because they want to, you know, of course, you know, has the, they're just a caller. You don't know them from Adam. They want to describe themselves, and they want to let everyone know they're a good guy. And they'll always say these words. Well, I don't drink and I don't smoke. Mm. Or you'll get the combination, I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't do drugs. Yeah, well, you're right. Somebody did say that on Saturday night. I exactly. Don't and, and, and they're trying to give you the impression, well, well, I'm a, I'm a good person because I do these things. Now, you know, and, and it really annoys me because, you know... By I, I'm with you. Hang on. I'll, you know what? You're right. And I'm, I didn't say anything at that time, so we'll allow you to say it here. Hang on. More in moments with Erod. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. Live, you can bring up anything. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those. And they include our various different ways of keeping uh, up to date with what's going on with the show. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, and you'll be presented with three options. You can either sign up for our email list, you can uh, join up our Facebook profile as a fan, or you can uh, sign up to follow the Twitter account, or all three if you want. Uh, They're all completely free, and there are three different ways for you to get info on what's happening with Free Talk Live at news.freetalklive.com. If you haven't gone to totasac.com, I want you to take a second to go to totasac.com. It's T-O-T-A-S-A-K. There's no C in totasac. Um, totasac.com. And check out this handy little 
carrying handle for your grocery bags, and you know you can use it for lots of different other um, carrying tasks. As a matter of fact, it's a personal protection device. Uh, it's kind of like a past- plastic pair of uh, brass knuckles. It's a uh, polymer. It's yeah, the- but it's not. When you say plastic, it sounds cheap. Yeah, it's it's a polymer made from actually uh, recycled engine uh, engine blocks. This uh, is not going to break. Engine heads, I think. Uh, yeah, it's n- never going to break it. <laughs> it, it I, I, you could break it, but I don't know how you'd break it. You'd, you'd put not on someone's uh, head, that's for sure. No, you, you'd, their jaw. You'd, you'd put it on the back of your truck and and chain it up to a tree and then and then go. And it might be the thing that breaks. Mm. Totasac.com. It, it carries more than you can, a lot more. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. All right, we continue. Erod is in Georgia calling in to respond to something that happens, as you're pointing out, Erod, frequently on uh, talk radio and maybe in just general conversation. But it happened on Friday, uh, Saturday night's show where somebody made the claim that uh, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do drugs. And you're talking about how they're saying those things to try to position themselves as uh, as a good person. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, um, and, and I understand that, you know, what they're trying to do, and I understand that, you know, goodness, you know, is a relative term, and, you know, and, and again, you were at the at the day where you were talking about the, um, I guess, the, the difference between, you want to know what was conservatism, liberal, or liberalism, and what, what that really meant, but I often hear from, a, you know, particularly from, you know, the conservative Christian Republicans, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, you know, and you know, and again, I understand that you know, goodness is a relative term, and even from a Christian point of view, you know, um, uh, no one's good. You know, everybody continues to fall short. But you know, under the sun on this earthly plane of existence, if you're going to use that as the criteria to determine one's goodness, whether or not you you know you don't drink, you don't smoke, or or you don't do drugs, I think that's completely ludicrous. I mean, you know, never mind that you know you can sit on a jury and and, and, and send some guy to jail for five years because he had too much plant material, say cannabis, but, but you don't drink and you don't mm. smoke and you don't do drugs, and so you're a good person, you're right. a good guy. As those are the know? only arbiters, as though they, they are the only arbiters of what is and what is not a- good. Ab- ab- absolutely, and, and I, you know, it's just, just really annoying, and I wish they would use some other baseline, some other, some other measuring stick, some other you know gauge has a determining relative goodness to your fellow human being because that using that I mean that's just crazy. You that's know? a I great mean, point because making a statement about what you uh, don't uh, what you avoid putting in your body doesn't have any effect on how you treat other people. It's not no, a statement no, about how you treat others, and that really I agree with you, Erod. How you treat others is a measure I think of how good you are. Absolutely, and 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 I'm speaking now to the you know the two Christians. You know, it's that it's not what goes into the body that defiles the man; it what comes out the body. You know, what comes out the mouth that defiles you. So, you know, and it's just it's just it's insane. And I and I just wish that they wouldn't use it. And and again, you know, if drinking was so bad, and once again, I'm I'm speaking to you know maybe a, a Christian audience, and I know that you guys are are not. And I don't want to make any kind of theological, you know, argument here. But I just want to remind people: if drinking is so bad, I don't want to want to tell people. Do you recall what Jesus's very first miracle was? Turning water into wine. Absolutely. Yeah. His very first, and that was real wine. I know some people want to argue that that wasn't really wine. It was grape juice. Yeah. That, no, that... no, no, it was not. The tradition then was, you know, when you have a big feast or something. You break out your good stuff at first, yep. okay? 
and when everybody is nice and toasted and s faced, then you bring out your crap. Because okay? <laughs> they won't know. That's exactly <laughs> the truth. Exactly. And his mother, Mary, <laughs> asked Jesus, hey, we need, they're running out of wine. And he made, the, he, and he made the good stuff because I think it was also written inside there is that someone said that, well, wait a minute, hey, the party is well, uh, well on its way, and, and, and you bring out the good stuff now. So, no, that was real wine. Yeah. You know? it, there's, there's no historical backing for what these people say as far as, well, this wine was grape juice. Really, are they suggesting that yeast didn't exist 2,000 years ago and the people exactly. didn't know how to use it? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, come and, on. <laughs> exactly. Not only that. Uh, read the account of Noah. No, and, and by the way, yeah. if, and if drinking is such a bad thing. And, and again, once again, I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't smoke, and I don't. I don't do drugs. I'll have a few beers every now and then. Okay, so I'm not making an argument just because I. You know, I, I participate in all these things. But but I, I'm I'm just really just want to just have a different, I guess, baseline, a different gauge for for determining one's goodness. And if drinking is so horrible. Uh, well, Noah was a, uh, I think Noah was pretty much an alcoholic. Well, there, there are, <laughs> and, you know, and, and again, to, you know, that's what you believe the story, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, and think it's a fairy tale, but, you know. Well, there are but, even people who, uh, have called this show in the past to talk about how there are different Bible passages, and I couldn't cite them for you, I'm sure, uh, Somebody could call in if they are one of these people, but they're like the Christian cannabis users where they essentially pull passages from the Bible to essentially justify the use of, uh, of cannabis. And, uh, you know, like, you know, God put the plants here for us to, to use or something like that. Yeah, and, I, I, yeah I, I've heard that before. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But, but again, you know, bottom line is, is that, you know, like, again, it's not what goes in, you know, a man that defiles him and what goes out. And when you say guilty, you know, to send a man to jail mm. for five years for having too much plant material. I mean, five years. Can you imagine a man in his, I mean, in his prime, you know, I mean, going to jail for five. Yeah. How many people right now can take a five-year vacation it's crazy. without pay? Uh, you're making a brilliant point tonight, Iran, and thank you so much for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm almost embarrassed I didn't call that caller out. It just, it, I guess at the time, it just didn't seem well, like I wanted to derail the Sometimes the flow's going on, um, you know, for the show, and I, I don't think that there's, you know, you, you shouldn't feel bad for, for sticking with uh, the flow of the show. I did definitely notice him saying it at the time, and I thought about it. But anyway, thanks, because Erod put it way better than I could have. 800-259-9231. Hey, back to some of these numbers here from the Rasmussen poll. We just barely scratched the surface earlier when we told you that Rasmussen has done a phone survey of uh, voters. So not even all Americans, only 169 million Americans allegedly voted in the 2008 elections. Estimates are there are over 300 million people that live here. Now, that I presume includes children, so you've got to take out people that are under the age of 18 from 300 million. You're probably looking at, you know, 250 million adults, possibly voting age uh, people in this country. I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers here. Yeah. I'm just, just quick estimation. So yeah, about... Uh, 60-70% of those people actually participated in the, the vote. Well, you so, got to take out of that uh, equation the illegals and the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the even the legals. Many uh, people that are here, immigrants, can't vote. So, um... I, I think that uh, I think you're probably still right about your number, t- uh, 260 or so. But still, not every American votes, and so 21% of voters is not 21% of all Americans. Right. 
And uh, so it's probably more like 15 or 10 percent of Americans that that actually consent uh, to being governed because 21 percent of voters believe the federal government enjoys the consent of the governed. And the, the beginning of the story actually points out the Declaration of Independence says that governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, the new uh, phone survey here says that 61 percent disagree and say the government doesn't have the necessary consent. Sixty-three percent of the political class, whatever the hell that means, think the government has the consent of the governed, but only six percent of those with mainstream views agree. I want to find out what the political class means. What the hell does that mean? People in politics, I Maybe. would guess. Maybe. Uh, we'll find out here. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And I want to tell you about the Liberty Forum. It's coming up March 18th through the 21st in Nashua, New Hampshire's Crown Plaza Hotel, same place it's been the last uh, couple of years. And Mark, you and myself, we've gone out with the Free Talk Live crew. We've done uh, broadcasts live from the Liberty Forum. It's a great event, great excuse to come up here to New Hampshire and meet up with hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out in the same hotel over the weekend having a convention uh, is basically what it is. There's uh, panel discussions, and speeches, keynote addresses, dinners, after-hours partying. It is an absolute blast. Great time, uh, great people, great event. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more about it. You'll see that there are big names going to be there, like uh, Andrew Napolitano. Maybe you've heard of him. He's the judge uh, on Fox News. He's going to be there speaking. I believe that his dinner is either sold out or close to it. So you might want to check over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum on the status of that. Uh, Get on that as soon as you possibly can. Use our discount code to save a little bit extra. Use FTL as the discount code to save 10%. That's FTL to save 10% at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And again, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live uh, this year as we always do. And I'm I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. We're coming up here on a month away now. It's the 19th of February as we record this. So lots, uh, lots of fun stuff here in New Hampshire. So join us, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. It gives you a great taste of what it's like to be around these awesome people, these amazing liberty activists all the time. If you're around for a weekend, you'll have some idea of what the vibe is like constantly around here. All right, so we continue uh, with the story from Rasmussen, where 21% of American voters have been polled, and they say they believe... And you know how uncomfortable that can be. When they get polled? Yeah. Uh, they say they believe that uh, the government, the federal government, enjoys the consent of the governed. 61% disagree. 18% say they aren't sure. Now, 63% of the political class think that the government has the consent of the governed, but only 6% of those with mainstream views agree. So my first question is, what does it mean when they say political class? Well, they handily link to a different <laughs> poll that was taken at the end of uh, – or in January. They came out with the results in January where – uh, 65% of voters hold populist or mainstream views of government. And they go down to say that the political class index, 
is based on three questions. All three clearly address populist tendencies and perspectives. All three have strong public support. Uh, and for all three questions, the populist perspective is shared by a majority of Democrats, Republicans, and those not affiliated with either of the major parties. We've asked the questions before, and the results change little whether Republicans and Democrats are in charge of government. Over time, we've found that those with mainstream views often have a very different perspective from those who support the political class. In many cases, the gap between the mainstream view and political class is larger than the gap between mainstream Republicans and Democrats. Initially, Rasmussen reports labeled the group's populist and political class. However, despite the many news stories referring to populist anger over bailouts and other government actions, the labels created confusion for some. In particular, some equated populist attitudes with the views of the late 19th century populist party. To avoid that confusion, and since a a majority clearly holds skeptical views about the ruling elites, we now label the groups mainstream and political class, which I think is kind of interesting that mainstream is not the political class, that uh, they don't consider people who have mainstream... They don't consider mainstream to be in line or in alignment with what they consider the political class. Well, I think that's even more interesting that um, that the the differences between Republicans and Democrats, which is really um, what everybody complains about. Mm -hmm. Everybody's all worried about the Republicans and Democrats. That's the source of conflict. Right. That's the source of conflict is the, the, the schism is less than the the difference between the populist and the ruling class. Mm-hmm. All of this is very uh, useful for our particular viewpoint here, the liberty viewpoint. And just on this other survey, just an interesting statistic here from this survey about the political class compared to the uh, the so-called mainstream, only 4% of Americans support the political class. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for the future of the federal government. All right, so back to the other poll, uh, the one about people consenting. 71% of all voters now feel or view the federal government as a special interest group, and 70% believe the government and big business typically work together in ways that hurt consumers and investors. This helps explain why 75% of voters are angry at the policies of the federal government, and 63% say it would be better for the country if most members of Congress are defeated this November. Just 27% believe their own so-called representative in Congress is the best person for the job. Among voters under 40, now things get a little interesting here, or more interesting, 25% believe government has the consent of the governed. That compares to 19% of those aged 50 to 64 and 16% of the nation's senior citizens. So people under the age of 40 are more likely to believe that people are consenting to the government. And again, the way this is phrased... If you believe the government has the consent of the governed, that must mean that you consent, right? I mean, do you think that's it's fair to make to extrapolate that from that statement? I don't know. You don't know. If if somebody says they believe that the government has the consent of the governed, but they don't consent, I mean, how likely would that be that somebody would not consent? It doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So anyway, uh, twenty uh, so twenty five percent under the age of forty compared to uh, sixteen or sixteen percent of senior citizens. So so the nation's senior citizens are less likely than the younger people in America to believe that the government has consent. Which baffles me. Yes, I would think the oldsters would be the more lock steppers, but apparently it's the young people in this in this circumstance. Those who earn more than hundred thousand dollars a year are more narrowly divided on the question, but those with lower incomes overwhelmingly reject the notion that today's government. Has has the consent from which to derive its just authority. Those with the lowest incomes you know, are the most skeptical. 
Um, <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, speaking of which, uh, my wife's down in Florida, and I went down to visit at the end of uh, January, um, you know, see my son, and it was our anniversary and all that stuff. And um, we, she had a friend there, and her friend's stepson is in the debate club, and I guess apparently they were going up on some issue that she wanted him to have my opinion on. And I'm like, oh, no. Don't do mm. that to these people. <laughs> so we went over to her friend's house, which is not uncommon. And, um, you know, the stage was set and the kid starts asking me questions. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't take long before he's he used the term legitimate government. And I'm like, could you explain to me what makes a government legitimate? Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the gesticulations, the gentrifications uh, begin, the genuflications begin. Um, and, you know, so I'm asking him questions. And pretty soon is, is, is everybody's in on this conversation from my wife to his, uh, you know, his stepmom to his dad. And it, you know, so it's it's a um, it, it's touchy. I can't uh, I can't just, you know, do my rhetoric like I do on the show. <laughs> You've got to be careful here. Well, right, right. So um, you're trying to persuade instead of uh, make a point. Uh, well, to actually, the invisible. Audience. This is debate club. So his him getting on to my side doesn't really matter. Really, the issue is, is his ability to be able to debate all sides. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to I show see. him that there's another side out there. Um, it's not that, uh, you know, because you know, he's pretty pretty clearly sort of uh, of the, the liberal mind. Benton believes the government's legitimate and all that other stuff. So it's interesting. He's of this upper class you're talking about, young, and believes the government's legitimate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so by the way, they did break it down amongst party lines, and as as you might imagine, since uh, the the Democrats are in charge, it's more likely that Republicans are less likely to consent than the Democrats. But nonetheless, a plurality of Democrats, forty four percent, forty four percent, does excuse me, thirty two percent of those in uh, the Democrat Party believe the government has the necessary consent. So, even amongst Democrats, it's still they don't believe the people are consenting. Uh, to the federal government. Now, this is interesting. Scott Rasmussen, the man behind Rasmussen, is actually writing a book, uh, or has a new book, called In Search of Self-Governance, where he observes that the American people are united in the belief that our political system is broken, that the politicians are corrupt, and that neither, uh, neither major political party has the answers. He adds that the gap between Americans who want to govern themselves and the politicians who want to rule over them may be as big today as the gap between the colonies and England during the 18th century. If that's not an encouraging poll... I don't know what is. Well, I don't want it to end up like it did uh, in the 18th century with violence. You mean? Right. I, right. I don't want that, and I I think that the you know I think that that set the stage for Shays' Rebellion, the Whiskey Rebellion, and all the other rebellions that that came afterwards. That uh, you know they that what these people said in these local areas was. Well, we don't have to listen to what Washington what they're saying in Washington. Actually, it was New York at first. Um, New York first and then washington dc later we don't have to listen to uh, what they're saying is all you have to do is pick up arms and fight these people off and that's what they did in the revolution why shouldn't we do that now clearly uh it is a part of part of what we're doing on this program and when we talk about secession and not consenting anymore and disobedience and things like that uh it's part of our mission i think at this point mark to make sure that what we're pr- promoting is a voluntary peaceful evolution uh not violence. And I think we made that pretty clear on last night's show, and we'll continue to make that clear over time. And we're going to bring those peaceful liberty activists here to New Hampshire so we can stand up against these federal government people, these thugs, and finally tell them that uh, we've had enough. Thank you. Don't want your services anymore. Goodbye.
In fact, we can talk more about secession coming up here. Your calls are the primary element. We go to them next, kicking off in hour three. It's Free Talk Live. Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Cramer. I'm Cramer. Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like thestreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at getcramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll free 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. Dot com going right into your phone calls and then we'll share something from George the Third King George the Third we'll talk about that what what could he have to say now hundreds of years after uh, his death we'll find out first we go to William in Georgia you're on Free Talk Live hello William hello sir how are you doing hey, William you gotta p- take your mouth off of the the uh, receiver for a moment say can again. you hear me no 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 say, say again can you hear me okay yeah it's a little better go go ahead. Good. I'd like to ask, sir, in regard to Jerusalem artichokes, where do you buy those? I don't know. You know, you probably store. go to a, a a nursery store. Probably one of the smaller specialized nursery stores will have them. They are a flowering plant, um, and I, I personally have some. But uh, you know, a, a friend of mine got them for me, and I planted them. And yeah, it, it's it's not difficult at all to grow them. They're they're, <laughs> they're subsistence food, and uh, they grow like weeds. That's wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that. Thank you, sir. That's it. Hey, thanks for the call. It's not Ralph Smith's Garden Hotline, but uh, there you go. You got Mark Edge here with uh, Garden Expertise. (laughs) 800-259-9231. How do I get rid of those boll weevils? (laughs) I don't know. What the hell is a boll weevil, anyway? (laughs) He asked something I happen to know the answer to. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You really can bring up anything here. I'll, t- I'll tell you, the uh, the Jewish, Jerusalem artichokes, I thought it was just kind of silly. You know, a friend of mine uh, is big into the survival thing, and so he's he wants to plant the subsistence food. It has a beautiful flower, and I'm like, okay, um, mm-hmm. if you want to do that, that's fine. And he, you know, brought a few of them in, and I really love the flavor of them. Mm. I cut them up and put them on the salads, and they're they're awesome. They're uh, they're they're nice and crisp, and they have kind of a, a like a light nutty flavor. They're not it's not a nut, it's a root. But um, yeah, you know, I recommend it. Try it. It it's fun. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So last hour we were giving you some statistics uh, from Rasmussen, who've been asking some very interesting questions. Uh, the, the folks over there at Rasmussen, in fact, the, the guy, Scott Rasmussen, is, has his own, has a book that is about Americans and their, dis, their disconnection from the, the federal government, from government and, and how dissatisfied Americans are just across the board, whether they consider themselves independent, Republican, Democrat, whatever. 
they're very dissatisfied, very separated from the government. In fact, the statistics show that 21% of American voters, just the voters, so not even factoring in the non-voters, 21% say they believe that uh, that Americans that the government has the consent of the governed. So it's it's pretty clear from the statistics, 4% of Americans uh, feel like they're aligned with the political class. This is very clear from the statistics that there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration with uh, the federal government and and how they do business. And I think that's good. I think the, those numbers bode well for us. As you pointed out, Mark, it's important that, that we help channel that, uh, that anger well, and frustration into positive, I, uh, peaceful activities that will result I, in more uh, I'd like more to point, point out, though, that um, the reason that we're advocating for freedom is because it's going away at such a fast clip. So it's not boding well for us. It's the natural result of what the government's been doing. Do you right, understand? But it, may, but it bodes well because it makes it so people are more receptive to some of the things people like us would say. Sure. I, I think that these statistics bear out what we've been feeling all along, that yeah. America is detached from its government by a, a, you know, a much larger extent than its government believes. This is the why. people in the in the government and the people that, that su- support the, the the statists out there, the real right. hardcore statists, they don't believe what we say. They say if you don't like this government, leave. Well, I'll tell you what, if you look at these percentage here, Mister Statist, eighty percent are ready to leave. Eighty well, eighty percent of these people don't like the government. Yep. Why don't you take your government and leave? Exactly. You're only twenty percent of the population. Get out of here. Twenty percent of voters. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But I figured we should check in with uh, the king. We should check in with uh, King King George. No, King George. Uh, King George III, as a matter of fact. We actually shared with you earlier this week a quote from Antonin Scalia, who is one of the the robed men in Washington, D.C., who makes all kinds of important decisions about what's constitutional and what's not. And he was basically uh, saying that, to paraphrase, that, yeah, you can't secede. Uh, yeah, the Civil War decided pretty much that uh, that you can't secede, so don't even try it. That was pretty much his answer on the question of secession. But what does George III have to say? I mean, what would what would King George have to say about secession? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, the, he made himself a proclamation way, way back in the day. And the folks over at the Lou Rockwell blog at lourockwell.com have printed it. So we will share it with you. Now, as I as I read through this, try to compare, you know, what uh, this might sound like were it's given in a speech today by some politician, because it sure does seem like it might apply. Whereas many of our subjects in diverse parts of our colonies and plantations in North America, misled by dangerous and ill-designing men, people like Free Talk Live and those free staters, subversives uh, who need to be registered, and forgetting the allegiance which they owe to the power that has protected and supported them, after various disorderly acts committed in disturbance of the public peace, to the obstruction of lawful commerce, and to the oppression of our loyal subjects carrying on the same, have at length proceeded to open an avowed rebellion by arraying themselves in a hostile manner to withstand the execution of the law and traitorously preparing, ordering, and levying war against us. And whereas there is reason to apprehend that such rebellion hath been much promoted and encouraged by the traitorous correspondence, counsels, and comfort of diverse wicked and desperate persons within this realm, (laughs) to the end, therefore, that none of our subjects may neglect or violate their duty, 
through ignorance thereof, or through any doubt of the protection which the law will afford to their loyalty and zeal. You know, it, it's it's funny how the liege here, who to whom we owe our allegiance, because that's what that means. When you ple- pre- pledge allegiance to the flag, you're saying that flag is your, your king. king. Um, and for Christians who believe that Jesus is their king of king and their lord of lords, why do they pledge? I really have a question with a pledge of allegiance and how that fits into their um mm. their, their 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 religion but you know when you listen to him and how the subjects owe and how they have the been duty. protected protected in their duty and all this other stuff i mean it's it's really interesting where did the incumbency come from here with the king you don't even have that i mean the the, the king just basically says i own all the land you're on my land you must do what i say mm. and you you might think that he even has a better stand than um you know, than, than people that uh, believe in democracy. Democracy, they believe that 51% of the people that happen to be on the land decide what goes on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the king doesn't have to necessarily dispense, or he doesn't have to utilize the whole consent terminology like the current government does, because he's the king, right? Uh, but you consent none, to my government by being on my land. Right, but nonetheless, he is saying here that, well, we're offering you protection. How dare you turn against us? Anyway, we have thought fit, by and with the advice of our Privy Council, to issue our royal proclamation, hereby declaring that not only all of our officers, civil and military, are obliged to exert their utmost endeavors to suppress such rebellion and to bring the traitors to justice, but that all our subjects of this realm and the dominions thereunto belonging are bound by law to be aiding and assisting in the suppression of such rebellion. Basically telling uh, everybody that, well, you're if you're on our side, you need to be actively, you know, snitching out people yep. and working for us. And to disclose and make known all traitorous conspiracies and attempts against us, our crown and dignity. And we do accordingly strictly charge and command all our officers as well as civil as... as as well civil as military, and all others, our obedient and loyal subjects, to use their utmost endeavors to withstand and suppress such rebellion, and disclose and make known all treasons and traitorous conspiracies which they shall know to be against us, our crown and dignity. It seems like he's repeating himself. How many times is he going to talk about turning in the conspirators? Well, that's that's how you that's how you get people get to the do message things. across. Yeah. <laughs> you keep repeating things over and over again, and pretty soon they believe you. And for that purpose. That they transmit to one of our principal secretaries of state or other proper officer due and full information of all persons who shall be found carrying on correspondence with or in any manner or decree aiding or abetting the persons now in open arms and rebellion against our government with any of our colonies and plantations in North America in order to bring to condign punishment the authors, perpetrators, and abettors of such traitorous designs. More coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, including various different ways to listen online and via your phone. You can uh, go and get information about our listen lines and use any phone anywhere. As long as you can dial long distance, you'll be able to listen 24 hours a day. Plus, of course, our live streams and our webcam. It's all over there. Get the details at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com and check out uh, all the gold and silver coins that I've picked out there that are available through Midas Resources at uh, rates likely lower than you can find them pretty much anywhere on the Internet. Um, I have found, I, I have seen that uh, individual things on like eBay and th- places like that are, are cheaper. But um, by and large, I think you're going to have a difficult time hunting down lower rates than these at silver.freetalklive.com. And it's probably a great way to uh, make a hedge against inflation and uh, perhaps have something for a barter currency in case things go really badly. And and, uh, some people claim that it's a good investment. Silver.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Is it considered treason to to do nonviolent things against the state? I'm sure the state would would consider it so. Probably is. So we're reading uh, a proclamation. From George III, King George uh, III. And we didn't get to the very last line where it says, God save the king. Anyway, he uh, basically, over and over again in this two-paragraph proclamation, was essentially imploring people and threatening people to uh, to turn in uh, the conspirators, to basically turn in the revolutionaries. Now, of course, as you pointed out earlier, Mark, the difference that I think we'd like to see between what happened back then, uh, throwing off the, the the state then, and what's going to hopefully happen here soon in this country is that we would like this to be a peaceful movement, uh, that the separation from the federal government be done on a completely peaceful basis, that there is no shots fired, shots heard around the world, uh, that kind of stuff. Don't want that to happen because then that just gives them more ammunition. It just gives them more justification to, to crack down, which, of course... There's news today. I don't know if we, you know, we're probably, I don't know if we're going to get to this, but indeed, as expected, the the news is already coming about the about this guy who flew the plane into the building in Austin, saying that there are people online cheering for him, and you know, the the patriot movement has had explosive growth, and once again, just demonizing uh, people that may not necessarily be violent. They may not be advocating violence, but tying uh, the, the violent types in with the uh, the liberty movement in general. Of course, now the patriot movement isn't necessarily the liberty movement, but I think they are frequently conflated together. Well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of similar crossover. Yeah. So just it was kind of interesting to uh, to read the proclamation from King George III because it sure does it kind of rings familiar with the exception of the violence uh, which hopefully will not be uh, be happening at least in our movement it's not happening here in New Hampshire the uh, the liberty activists up here are uh, quite a peaceful bunch and uh, and a friendly bunch bunch and they're not likely to be firing on any any federal forts or anything like that or federal offices. But nonetheless, uh, you know, talking about how he, he talks about here how they've uh, been misled. The subjects in the plantations on North America have been misled by dangerous and ill-designing men, forgetting the allegiance to which they owe to the power that has protected and supported them. 
And this is the position of government that uh, we protect you. This is the position of so many callers on Saturday nights. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is just what it sounds like. That that the government is there to protect us. And, uh, well, you can't get rid of the federal government. We even remember on Saturday night, we we were asking people, well, what does it mean if you believe you're conservative or liberal or left or, or on the right? What does that mean to you? And we managed to get some of the conservatives to say things like smaller government. You know, which you kind of would expect them to say. But then when I proposed that, well, if you're for smaller government, how do you feel about getting rid of the federal government? Ah, da, da, da. Oh, we need them to protect us. What, what, what would happen Smaller to government us? doesn't mean we got to have the, the military to kill people around the world. Well, and one of them I wanted to bring, I, I think, uh, the military smaller and, and back home, to, to his credit, as I recall. But, yeah, that tends to be the typical response. But nonetheless, the, the fear-mongering of, well, without the state, we're just vulnerable. There's all kinds of people out there just itching to kill us. Well, why, why do you think that is? What, what is it about? Why, why would they, why, how come the other countries around the world don't have this problem? I realize there's some conflict here and there around the world in different places. But overall, most bordering nations are not regularly invading one another, attempting to conquer and destroy. Right? Yeah. So how is it if the government is so necessary to be, you know, if we have to have all 50 states together because, well, gee, uh, the, those uh, little states all by themselves couldn't possibly protect themselves. Are you kidding me? There are countries that are much smaller than uh, many of the states in this country out there around the world, and they seem to be doing just fine. Afghanistan doesn't have its own uh, military, and they're doing all right. Against the biggest flipping military in the world. Costa Rica. Costa Rica, you're right. They have no military. They have, they have state police there, but that's it. So how is that? The, the guy uh, didn't even answer that question on Saturday night. But that's, a, I think, a very relevant question to ask. In fact, I actually have a, a soapbox call that, uh, that I believe ties in here. And, of course, uh, folks can call in leave a message on the soapbox. No more than three minutes in length. Uh, the shorter, the better. Whether it's you want to rant about something or ask a question or whatever. Maybe it'll make it on the air like this will. All right, how you guys doing? This is Devin from New York. I wanted to talk about, well, if you guys can talk about foreign policy. If we can implement a non-interventionist one tomorrow, uh, how long until the blowback would actually go away? Because our interventions now or in the past have caused us great harm tax and so forth. So if you can answer that, I appreciate it. All right, thanks. I think it's a great question. I, I agreed. I mean, you know, the, the, the idea is, uh, you know, not just a long term um, will, you know, peace be, uh, you know, moving the military out of the out of the 130 nations that it's in around the world and the 700 military bases. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not foreign policy experts here. Certainly I think not. that I think that Scott Horton from uh, antiwar.com is probably a, a a better person to answer this particular question. But anyway, you slice it, it'll be speculation. Though. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but I I would think that it, to some extent you could issue a proclamation that may uh, diminish the amount of blowback that you might get. Um, I think so. You know, citizens of the world, the Middle East specifically, um, you know, joint and severally, the middle, citizens of the Middle East, we, the United States of America, are sorry for poking around in your political business, sorry for, for supporting your despotic leaders. And the regular ones, of course, you, know, you get to decide whether whether or not your leader's despotic or not. And we uh, we are now, uh, you know, venturing in a new path of humble foreign policy. We will uh, trade with with anyone who we will allow our citizens to trade with anyone they wish, mm-hmm. but we will not go around the world and support uh, governments, good and ill. 
That's what Osama bin Laden wants. I mean, if you look at what he says, I mean, a lot of people have read the manifesto of the guy that ran the uh, the plane into the building yesterday, because that's available easily. It's easy to understand. It's all online. Most people in America, I don't think, understand what Osama bin Laden has actually said. And he has said that the military interventionism needs to stop, that the reason for 9-11, the reason for uh, the terrorism that people are so frightened of, is because the U.S. military is over-meddling in other people's countries. So he pretty much has said, hey, cut it out, and we'll stop this. He, he has said that in the past. So I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that uh, the, the specter and the fear and the threat of terrorism, whatever amount there is, because there certainly isn't a lot happening, would go away if the uh, the federal government stopped meddling. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. And go check tiger.freetalklive.com for the this this device. It's called the Tiger Light. It's a flashlight with an integrated pepper spray in it, um, and it has the stopping power of a handgun at close range. It's been tested by military and uh, police uh, and civilian organizations, and uh, they've all come up with the same conclusion. And you can get a great rate on it at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's for uh, Free Talk Live listeners at that rate, and it's just about half off. Tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, we've been talking about secession this hour, and you're welcome to bring up anything, of course. Again, 800-259-9231. But we uh, shared a uh, proclamation from the king, from uh, King George III, and he's, he was not a fan of secession. He did not like this, the idea that uh, that people would dare dare to say no to being governed by his government. Uh, government. I mean, they're offering protection. <laughs> they have, you know, troops, and uh, they're going to keep people safe. And this it's their duty. It's these people's duty. To, to obey. Yes. Right. Well, because that's the deal. Obedience I mean, was the term they used. That is Loyal the, and obedient subjects. Yes. Uh, and, and nothing has changed. In fact, uh, they still use the term subject in certain areas today. The police will use the term uh, subject. You can hear them using that over... Uh, like when they, if you listen to a police scanner, they use the term subjects. So it's not as commonplace today. They use the term citizen more often because it just sounds better. Uh, people have been uh, trained. But they've to, used it uh, in the 20th century. We saw a use subjects. Uh, yeah, a treaty that uh, FDR signed um, mentioning the subjects of the United States. Hmm. Yep. Exactly. 
so, but but still, they they cover it fairly well with the term citizen. You're raised to believe, you know, they have citizens remember, different than a subject. That's what they want you to believe. Uh, yeah. And I and I remember, you know, they had the citizenship award in school. So this this concept of citizenship and citizenry is uh, is pushed fairly heavily. And the, the idea behind a citizen is indeed one who uh, has a uh, in return for an obligation of protection has a duty of allegiance. And that that means that you obey, right? The the duty is that you do whatever it is the government people say in return for the fact that they're going to protect you and keep you safe. So they claim. What else could it mean? Now, there are uh, court cases after court case that show that, in point of fact, the government actually doesn't have any obligation at all. Not even in just the area of protection, but no obligation whatsoever. So, for instance, if you uh, paid into Social Security for your entire life, at the very end, uh, let's say you're turning 65, you, you want to start collecting on Social Security, uh, then they just decide, ah, we're going to change the retirement age to 70. Well, you don't have a contract that they get that they have to honor. Right. Uh, even if you had some sort of written agreement from them, you know, you could say, well, here in your rules it said this and this. Well, we can change our rules any old time. We have no obligation to do anything for you. Supreme Court has said it over and over again in so many different areas that the government has no obligation to protect you or provide you with even the most basic services. So, if the government has no obligation to do any of those things, how can you have a duty of allegiance? You can't. You couldn't, couldn't possibly. So let's continue. Uh, more on secession here. This from LewRockwell.com. Ron Holland writes, Frederick Bastiat must have been looking toward the future of the United States today when he wrote in the 1800s. I think it was the 1800s when he wrote the law. Uh, when plunder has become a way of life for a group of people living together in society, they create for themselves in the course of time a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. I fear, says Holland, that the federal government will plunder much of our private wealth, retirement plans, and personal savings through hyperinflation, financial controls, and confiscatory tax rates, all in the name of protecting the public from a future debt crisis unless the states can secede from the union and the crushing Washington debt load. Which, by the way, it's not your debt. This is another one of those lies that they uh, they like to tell people. Yeah, your share of the debt is $200,000 or th- whatever. I think it's a family. It was uh, something like that. And Some I, ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. No, no, no. How could I have a share of a debt that I didn't enter into? It's not my contract. Right. Uh, so anyway, he says we need to forget. If I hired a company to do some work for me, whether that works security work or whether that work is uh, you know, to, to take care of poor people around my neighborhood or anything else. Mm-hmm. How would I be obligated for any debts that that company managed to incur in running their business very poorly that I've asked them to do, even if I did ask them to do it? That's a great point. You didn't ask them for any of this, and uh, as you point out, that you wouldn't be responsible for it anyway. Uh, We need to forget the causes of the earlier war between the states, regional differences, slavery, tariffs, and other related issues. The new secession effort will be state-based, but a national movement all across the United States, ranging from Vermont to Georgia, Texas to Alaska, etc. Economic survival and prosperity, rather than regional issues, will be the motivating factor. The first secession was a product of anti-Southern tariff taxes, resulting in the Southern states paying the majority of the revenue to fund a distinct federal government. A mistaken defense of the dying institution of slavery by slaveholding elites in the South also contributed to the failed secession effort. Third, the advancement of corporate manufacturing profits and railroad expansionism by the Northeastern establishment elites were a major contributor. 
Finally, the promotion of a conflict by the European Rothschild banking interests funded uh, funding both the northern abolitionists and the southern secessionists guaranteed a violent breakup of what should have been a peaceful parting of the states. Still, the right of democratic state-by-state secession did not die at the point of a bayonet at the at, at Appomattox's courthouse in 1865. Appomattox. You're right. Appomattox Courthouse in 1865. The belief in peaceful devolution of government powers. Is it devolution or devolution? I'd say devolution. Devolution of government powers and services to regions and local jurisdictions to allow citizens to control the power of politicians and government is a positive advancement for the 21st century. In addition, the right of devolution of states, geographic regions, and groups around the world promotes competition and freedom. I believe, says Holland, legal state secession from the Washington Empire just might become the only way for American citizens to escape the disastrous consequences from the coming global run to liquidate holdings of Washington Treasury obligations in the dollar, breaking free of the false chains that threaten our economic future from the likely Washington debt dollar collapse might be our last chance to safeguard our financial security and liberty from the hyperinflation and crushing new tax increases to be forced on this and future generations from the bailouts and national debt. Really? You think the United States government's going to last future generations? It I could. Know, I mean, the Roman they managed Im- to stretch it out for a while. The Roman Empire, well, yeah, but if you take a look at how they're printing dollars... Yeah, but there's also deflation going on too. And this year, uh, loans are being called back, and that's taking money out of the out of circulation. Just saying. But you're right. I mean, they're 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 messing around, and I don't know. But you know, they're they're pretty fast and loose with the uh, the American population population's money. The uh, the government grows bigger and bigger every year. I don't want to wait. They're really not paying for it. All they're doing is piling the debt on more mm-hmm. and more. And somehow or another, other countries are saying, okay, we'll buy some more. But at this point, they're not buying anymore. They're only, the, the, the interest rates have to go up for them to buy more. And, and if, they, if, if the interest rates go up and then they print more and then the interest rates go up, pretty soon you're looking at a thing that, that they're not going to buy at all because the value is no good. It's, it's a little dangerous. Dangerous. Imagine no Washington income tax. No interference in the internal affairs of individual states. No involvement in perpetual wars around the world without a declaration of war. No Washington tax-feeding bureaucrats telling individual citizens, state legislatures, or state agencies what to do. Consider the benefits of sovereign states voluntarily participating in decentralized republic or confederation, maybe like America's first central government created by uh, the Founding Fathers, the Articles of Confederation, a decentralized nation where marriage, religious views, history, symbols, culture, abortion, gay rights, etc. are determined on a state basis where citizens can eat, drink, smoke, or do whatever with regulations and conduct governed by the norms of a state or locality rather than a distant federal government. I, don't say, I can't say that local regulations excite me much more, but nonetheless, I see his point, and uh, it's still a good one. I'd rather deal with local bureaucrats than one's hundreds, if not thousands of miles away. Yeah. 800-259-9231. He has a few more thoughts, though. We'll share those with you and take your calls about whatever's on your mind in these remaining moments of Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Only moments remain. About enough time for your call if you make it now to 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 
259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features. They're free, so enjoy those on us. We've got uh, archives, uh, the bulletin board system, our webcam chat room. It's all there. It's all free. Freetalklive.com if you like the show. Please become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring new Internet listeners on board as well, introducing new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too. Now then, uh, over at LewRockwell.com, there's yet another story about secession, which I think is great. They're starting to pop up more frequently. Uh, It's a topic that's frequently discussed on this program. The people in the liberty movement are definitely talking about it, and hopefully those conversations are spreading beyond the liberty movement. Hopefully people are talking about secession, you know, dropping it into conversations at the workplace, uh, at the dinner table, at church, wherever it is you're around other people, and they're perhaps expressing dissatisfaction. With uh, the government? How could that be? Then uh, secession is, I think, that would be a great time to bring up the idea. So, well, what the hell do we need them for anyway? You certainly don't need them to protect you because they have no obligation to do so. That's a fact. And even if there were some sort of invading horde coming after this country, they wouldn't protect you. They're protecting their own butt. They're protecting their installations and their buildings. The strategic strong points wouldn't be around your house. Your house would be a fire break uh, Mm. between the enemy and them. They've got to protect Washington and their Air Force bases and all this other stuff. If they think that uh, the the enemy has holed up in your house, they'll drop a bomb on it. Absolutely. They will kill Uh, you without a problem. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the story over at LouRunkle.com, uh, Ron Holland talking about secession here, saying that, can you envision a healthy economy with minimal government debts combined with a rising standard of living and job growth guaranteed by low taxes, minimal regulations, and currency competition? All of this without the Federal Reserve and Wall Street creating excessive buzz, uh, bubbles, followed by contraction and collapse, and then demanding bailouts? Imagine for a moment a people and sovereign states with future generations free from the illegitimate Washington national debt, which threatens to destroy prosperity, savings, housing values, and jobs for our children and grandchildren. Review the U.S. national debt clock, which tells the entire story and our future. Today, the official, uh, the official U.S. national debt breaks down to 40000 over $40,000 per individual. Of course, as we pointed out, you don't know that because you didn't agree to it. Anyway, look at the clock link uh, to see the uh, U.S. Uh, the increase per second. You can go to usdebtclock.org to see that. Finally, when you consider the total unfunded liabilities of Washington, the liability per American citizen is $177,515. So that's the the debt that they've incurred. You know that, that they're supposed to pay out into the future. Unfunded liabilities. 177,000, and that's uh-huh, per yes. American citizen. Correct. Gosh, including children. Everyone. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, um, and you know that's not going to happen. So therefore, I mean, it's unborn children. They're they're hawking their futures. That's right. Remember, none of the citizens of the individual states or America in general have had the opportunity to vote on a bailout or approve these debts, most of which have gone to international corporations, Wall Street, and world banking cartels. We, our children, and future generations should not have to fund or pay off an illegitimate debt created just to bail out a few global corporations and wealthy special interests. The Washington Empire is now run for the benefit of New York financial and economic interests who own and control most of Congress. Due to the recent bailouts and added debt, which the majority of Americans opposed, the United States is now sadly on the path toward economic debt and currency destruction. 
Why should my state, South Carolina, or other states join in the federal government in future poverty, loss of freedoms, and lagging economic prosperity with a dismal future determined by their foreign creditors? Why? Well, don't you want to be safe? Don't you want to be protected? I mean, that's the only thing that the defenders of the feds have, right? What else do they have? There's nothing else out there that is uh, so frightening besides an invading horde than anybody really could possibly want the federal government for. Whenever we ask the question about what is it that the federal government is so great for, that's the only answer we've – I don't think we've ever gotten anything else besides military. That's right. Well, that, that's absolutely the, uh, the, the, the normal response. And even if you were just sort of a military uh, moderate, you would – you know, it makes perfectly good sense to draw our military back to the United States and, uh, you know, keep them inside of uh, of the borders. This is what every other military does around the world. But that's not an answer. To, that's not appropriate to bring up during a secession conversation. No, it wouldn't be. But you'd have to disband the the military. But where do no, those you men don't. from the military come from? They can have from? their own military. Right. Where do the men from the military come from? I well, mean, the states. Guatemala doesn't have a military to speak of. Yeah. Why? Because well, the United States military essentially protects it. I say it's time to free the states. This is back to Protects Holland. it, meaning it, it does what the United States military says or right. it will die. Uh, Holland over at uh, LewRockwell.com says, I say it's time to free the states and citizens from the dark economic future which Washington and Wall Street have created. Just maybe we can finally be free at last from Washington's national debt. As Dr. Martin Luther King from his Have I, uh, I Have a Dream speech said, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. To quote another Southerner, Jefferson Davis, was right when he stated, I love the Union and Constitution, but I'd rather leave the Union with the Constitution than remain in the Union without it. Says, I think it's time for Americans left and right to reconsider where our country and the federal government have ended up. A few would question that all that the all-powerful Washington government living on borrowed debt and fake prosperity is a political model which has failed miserably. Today, the constitutional projections have become just another dead document through the actions of Bush and Obama. A recent poll showed only 3% of Americans believe the government is doing a good job. Given the margin of error in the poll, the real number could have been zero. Let's revisit the political wisdom of the original republic founded through the blood and sacrifice of uh, the founding fathers back to something like the original republic of sovereign state republics, the Articles of Confederation. I don't even see any reason for that. Today in 2010, join me in the voting, uh, in voting both for the dream of Dr. King and the vision of Jefferson Davis. It's time to replace the failed Washington Leviathan with the new limited central government. Ooh, ooh, I totally disagree with that. Why bother? Why replace Washington with anything? Well, people, uh, you know, are holding hold on to those things like flags and eagles and stuff like that. And I've got to admit, I find them emotionally moving. That doesn't sound like secession to me. That sounds like a, a revolution or a reorganization. Yeah, of it's the a reorganization. Existing, uh, well, anyway, I did enjoy the article until the uh, the last paragraph. Well, that's those are that's his plan of yeah. how things work. And I do think that there likely would be some kind of uh, agreement between the states. That's all. And if there's agreement, then likely they would put bureaucrats in charge of, uh, you know, some level of that agreement, you know. Let's talk to Devin in New York. Devin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Devin in New York. Hey, um, what's your stance on gay marriage? Uh, I think that anybody who wants to marry anybody else should be able to marry whoever they want to, and I don't think the state should be involved in marriage, period. And I don't think that the state should be able to force, uh, because of your contract to live with another person, should be able to force any kind of activities on someone else. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, any other thoughts? Uh, um, well, I, I'm, I hope it gets legalized like all over the U.S., well, yeah. um, 
I, I would think no, that it once, it, once it becomes legalized in one place that they pretty much have to look at it elsewhere and then gay people would fly to that place to get married or whatever. Um, and it's legalized in, in New Hampshire. But, um, you know, I, I have a much problem the chagrin of some with people. the term legalization of gay marriage because – I think that it, what it does is it uh, it 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 makes it 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 requires other people to recognize gay marriage that may not may not necessarily want to. So I, that's the biggest problem I have with it. Ah, okay. Thanks for the call, Devin. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. For instance, if if a couple, um, a gay couple, comes to your hotel and says they want to rent there, but you say I'm a good Christian person, I don't want to rent to you, but we are married. Not that that really matters, um, but. You know, the the United States government will come after you with claws bared for discriminating against those people. That's the problem with having the government involved. So you're saying that uh, bigots should be free to be bigots, basically. If they don't, you know, I, if you want to use that terminology bigot in that in that case, yeah. that that's what they should be allowed to do. I, I, agree I with personally you. like the idea of renting to gay people because they're going to take but generally as a, as a landlord, I'm going to make some generalizations here. Gay people have taken better care of my properties than I uh, believe it. than than uh, straight people in let's, some cases let's talk to bill Straight people have kids bill is on the line kids have crayons some gay people have kids I mean, too. Uh, go ahead bill you're on free talk live okay um i was just wanting to uh comment on how you know originally um i well as far you know as far back not since the original tea party of course you know but ron paul supporters are the real ones to me the first ones i've seen that came out with the tea party right now it's been hijacked by these neoconservatives, Glenn it Beck, is. which is a, sure. a you know a neocon Alex Jones. Really, I mean, he speaks half the truth, but you see, they're still puppet master on top, you know, and that's Rupert Murdoch. Rupert and uh, they got Sarah Palin, they're pretty girl, you know. And Isn't it possible that Glenn Beck? For, you, know, you really believe that Glenn Beck is owned lock, lock, stock, and barrel? I mean, Isn't it possible for you know surrounding herself around 9/11 truthers when you know? Uh, it sounds like you've got a lot to say. I don't, unfortunately, have time to, to hear it all because we're out of time. You can call back tomorrow, though. Yeah, please call back tomorrow during the uh, Saturday show, live Saturday show from 7 to 10 Eastern Time. Same time, same place, wherever you are. Uh, tune in, freetalklive.com. I would like to address some of the things he said, but we'd have don't to have, have it all laid out again. Uh, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.